Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> you know, if you if you look like you've got something, people will give you something. Have it happen to me all the time. People just give me things. The reason I kept buying Rolls Royces because after I got the first one, I saw people how, how people reacted to Rolls Royces. It is unbelievable. You can park in places where they don't want you to park. They'll just motion you to come right up and park right in front. <laughs> they won't ask a lot of questions. Let's continue. Repeat after me. <laughs> I must become that which I say I am. Therefore, I boldly declare. I am rich. I see it and feel it. In health, health. Happiness, happiness, love, love. Success, success, prosperity, prosperity. and money. Reverend Ike's ninth commandment of money. Thou shalt see to it that thy money makes money. No matter how much or how little you have, thou shalt have money making money. Money loves to increase and make thee rich. Money shalt work for thee. There's something very important that I want to say about money. Write this down on paper and in your hearts. Every person should reach the point where he works not because he has to, but because he wants to. Everyone should reach the point where he no longer works for money, but rather money works for him. You are not here to work for money. Money is here to work for you. However, you have to work until you reverse the order. And you get the first money in the first place from ideas. It has been truly said, ideas make millionaires. Say that. I believe when a child is born, the second certificate that should be issued after his birth certificate is some kind of, a, some kind of an interest-bearing certificate. Do that for your relatives and your friends. I make that a habit. 
If a friend or a relative has a new baby, I get some kind of an interest-bearing certificate for that child. I believe that subconsciously a child knows that he has something. I have been to certain places where I've taken people with me, young people in particular, and I've said to them, I want you to look around here now, and you can tell every rich kid. A rich kid has a certain air about it. I know that because I notice it on my kids. <laughs> like one of mine came into my study the other day and said, Dad, what are you doing this afternoon? I said, oh, I don't know. He said, well, come and go down to the shop with me to pick up my new Jaguar. I said, uh... You have the money to buy it? So, ah, while you were here, I thought you'd just go down with me and pick it up. <laughs> the attitude of a rich kid. Everybody should study financial journals. I tell my people in New York, get the Wall Street Journal. Look through it. Read through it, even if you don't understand it. Subscribe to one of those money mag magazines like Fortune, Business Week. Do it if you don't understand what it's like or what it's about. It will magnetize your mind in some way. I'm going to have to move on from this quickly, but I had a beautiful experience the other day talking to money management firms in New York City. Here we are in the financial district of New York talking to money managers who manage hundreds of millions of dollars. You can relate to money on a higher level than just grubbing your way from one paycheck to another. Ladies and gentlemen, get to the point in your investments, in your business, where you have money working for you. Be sure you've got some interest-bearing certificates or deposits of some kind, and be conscious of what interest your money is making. One last thing on this commandment. I tell my people, never pass a bank without reading the percentage of interest that the bank is giving. Be a comparative shopper about where you keep your money in the bank. If one raises a point higher than the other, patronize that bank. Of course, you have to analyze whether you'll be penalized for that or not more than what it's worth. It's a mathematical decision. And now, repeat this after me. I see and feel myself having money making money. 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 Money money making money. Money making money. Money money making money. Money making money. Money money making money. Get that to working in your mind. I see myself having money drawing interest. I see money working for me. I see money working for me. Instead of me having to work for money. And now we move on to Reverend Ike's 
tenth commandment of money. Thou shalt not seek something for nothing. However, thou shalt make the most of thy money. This is so important. One of the things that will keep you poor is looking for something for nothing. In other words, one of the easiest kind of persons to cheat is a person who is looking for something for nothing. Because if you're looking for something for nothing, you'll need a lot of people looking for the same thing and some will be smarter than you. I tell my people, if you walk down the street and XYZ Furniture Store offers you a free TV with every bedroom suit that you buy, don't even pass in front of XYZ Furniture Store. Cross the street. Anytime somebody offers you something for nothing, baby, it's going to cost you. Remember that. There are no free lunches. Anything free that's offered to you, it's going to cost you more than it costs. So watch out for the something-for-nothing attitude. But yes, get good value for your money. There's something I can't understand. I can't understand, for example, why everybody knocked themselves out buying everything for Christmas and the next day after Christmas everything is on sale half price. Now that's up to you if you want to do that. that that's, that's up to you. I just like good value for my money. I can get the same thing and I can work some kind of deal, wait until it's on sale, or find out who sells it wholesale. I keep in contact with my good Jewish friends. They can always get it for me wholesale. Now, Reverend Ike's Tenth Commandment of Money, repeat it after me. Thou shalt not seek something for nothing. However, thou shalt make the most of thy money. Now here's what we're going to say and repeat it after me. There is no such thing as something for nothing. I avoid all offers that promise something for nothing. Therefore, I don't get caught in losing deals. I realize I cannot get something for nothing from God or man. I serve God by right thinking. Right doing, right doing and right giving. And, right and, I am rewarded and I am rewarded according as my work shall be. I serve mankind in my work. Whatever it is, life pays me according to my thinking. I'm going to have some questions and answers for you and give you some money treatments. There's something I want to tell you. There is one word about your money that I want you never to use again because it kicks your money from you. And I'm going to give you instead a word of affirmation 
that will multiply all of the money that you use back to you. It's going to start coming back to you. Even the money that you pay for the money multiplier. Let me hear you say the money multiplier. I'm going to give you the money multiplier. We'll have a few questions and answers and the money treatment. All right, are you ready? For the goodness of money. I'm going to start right off by giving you the money multiplier. Let me hear everybody say the money multiplier. The money multiplier. All right. The money multiplier. Say it again. The money multiplier. Now, before I give you the words to the money multiplier, I'm going to have another word that I want you to exercise from your speech concerning money. It is the word spend. From this moment, clean out of your mouth the word spend, the term spend money. From this moment on, you will not use that. Instead, you will say use money. And circulate money. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever you spend, it is what? Gone. Whenever you catch yourself using the word spend with reference to money, catch yourself and correct it. Go back and say use or circulate. Now, if you do not catch yourself when you sin, the law will catch you. The law of mind. Now, I know there are a lot of you here that you're good practicing uh, mind science people, science of mind people and whatever, positive-minded people. And how many of us, including myself, you catch yourself thinking of saying something negative and you correct yourself? How many of you are in the habit of doing that? It is wonderful when you can catch yourself because I want to be redundant about this and repeat it. If you do not catch yourself in your negatives and correct your negatives, the law will catch you, meaning the law of mind. It's just like when you're driving on the freeway or the highway. And if you catch your... It's time for Jessica and Tasia on Hindsight Radio. Peace, everyone. Welcome to the Divine Connection Show, where we want to divinely connect with you. We are your hosts, Jessica. And Tasia. We hope everyone's having... A good week so far. How are you? Um, if you're doing well, having a good day, you can enter it in the chat. Um, how are you, Tasia? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, so good. It's been a good week for me. Uh-huh. Mhm. It's been a good um, week for me as well. Um, both. The past couple of weeks have been challenging as far as getting what I need taken care of, 
but um, everything's just always been victorious, so I'm thankful. Um, anything interesting happened for you lately? Mm, don't think Any so. Victory. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I mean, you've been working on some things. You've been working on self, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I wanted to acknowledge some things that I'm learning, some things that are new to me. Um, may not be new to you, all some of you out there, but um, um, lately I've been seeing the number three three three, angel number three three three, and the first time I can't say that I've never seen it before, but as I grow, you know, spiritually and I'm learning a lot, um. It was like the day after giving, and I saw the number on my phone, and I was, like, literally actively doing something, and I picked up my phone, and it stood out to me, so I screenshot it, and that was it. So then I think um, I woke up in the middle of the night. It was 3.33 a.m. Um, sometime later. And then I remember reflecting, and I was telling Tasia how I saw that number. So I was going to look more into it, but she just looked into it right away. So we started reading about it, and it was just, like, pretty on point. And um, just started learning from there. And um, for um, for me, I'm just a little synopsis of the angel number 333. Um just real quick, there's this. It says, um, when you keep seeing the sacred number 333, the meaning is that you are on your path and you realize that you have always been on your path. And um, there's other um, information reads you can look into that um, gives great emphasis. And one of them was um, willowsoul.com was saying that. Um, you have a deep knowing that the universe is communicating with you through divine signs, and these signs serve as clues for your life journey. Some of these signs appear as repetitive three-digit or four-digit number patterns because numbers can easily capture your attention and wake you up to see the truth of who you are and your place in the world. So um, it says, as, as a general wake-up call, seeing um, three, 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 repeatedly is a sign from your divine protectors, the angels that were created by God to guide you throughout your lifetime on earth. In the spirit realm, you also have spirit guides that show up during certain phases of your life to assist you on your journey. Keep in mind, spirit guides can also be deceased loved ones um, who are with you by your side. Together, your angels are sending signs of 333 to comfort you and to remind you that you have the inner strength to keep going on your way. And so um, there are a lot of little um, bullet points that it was giving great detail on and, like, the meaning um, and, like, 
when you're guiding to moving forward. I know that is like always at my forefront is to keep going, move forward. That is like, that's been my model for a long time. I can't even say just this year or even last year. I just know that, I mean, just from journeying through life, you just have to move forward. And then one of those things, you have to make a conscious decision to keep going, you know, because there are times when I could have succumbed to depression and great reason to, but I literally decided to mm-hmm. live, you know, and move forward. So, um, yeah, so it was saying things like you were being assured that you, that they heard your call for help. Um, you were being asked to find your inner strength, determination, and courage. Um, finding your truth is both a journey into yourself that grows naturally for your journey into the world your curiosity for knowledge originates from your de- from your desire to be like the all-knowing creator. Um, as you allow the divine to expand more within you, you discover that you are naturally pushing out your ego, the false self. When you realize there is no room for the ego or false self to live within you, you begin to live a life with a higher spiritual consciousness. This means you become more aware of who you truly are, and simply put, you become Christ-like. Um, and it just goes on. It's very interesting um, for me because I was never really into it because it's just not what I. It's not what we were taught. Um, and there's a lot that we aren't taught. And in this part of my life, um, I realize like I can't get everything from one source. So, and that's the thing. Like we don't even realize when God is speaking to us in different ways. We're all different. You know, it's not always like an audible voice. It's not always in a dream, in a vision. It's not always through just a person. You may not even have a person around. So I'm going to give you guys a little testimony of mine this week, an encounter that I had. And um, I promise I did not try. I've been trying to battle or um, come back, thank you, come back procrastination. I can't say that I am a master at it, but I plan to be. And it's funny because I have one good example of the greatest person that is not a procrastinator, like not a procrastinating bone in her body is my sister. I have an older sister that is she gets things done. She don't even like procrastination. Have you guys ever met somebody that was not a procrastinator and they could say that for themselves? My sister can say that herself. And I remember when she said that, and I could not refute her on that. I could not. I was just like, yes. When she says she's going to do something, she will do it, get it done. I mean, simple stuff, big stuff. I mean, I'm talking about things that I just dream to do, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. She likes, so my niece, oh, I'm going to build my niece a um, basketball court in the backyard. You know, the next week there was a basketball court built. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, who, I got, that's the type of things I could think of. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I want that one day. No, she gets it done. But anyway, I did not procrastinate on getting, working out the, um, you know, with my employer about the vaccination exemption thing that we have to do, like, every year. But, um, this one in particular, I decided to do the one, I decided to do what we sell, right? And um, for some reason, um, my 
process just took longer. And because of COVID, a lot of things have changed. It's not easy to just get things to HR anymore. So for me, um, sent it in. The person, they, um, when they finally got back to me, um, telling me I need, like, some more documentation. So I had to kind of, like, rebuttal them. But the problem was I was coming to the deadline. There's a deadline. You have to have this. Um, you have to have the flu vaccine. Mm-hmm. And if not, then you're basically terminated. So I was down to the last day. And mind you, I did not start. I didn't even get my, you know, notarized, my stuff um, notarized or anything like that, all super late or nothing like that. And it just got down to the wire. So, you know. Yeah, you I, actually started a week before the deadline. You had everything turned in, but the process. Yeah, took longer. But even when I did the the signature, that was before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just like, I mean, basically, I I I should have did it sooner. But anyway, I um, it got down to the wire, and I just needed to know an answer, and um, you know, and I also had to have a plan B, plan C on everything. It did not get approved, which I had no doubt that it wouldn't get approved. I just was like, why is it taking so long? So it turns out it was not in the wrong right spot. So basically they technically didn't receive it till like two days before the deadline. Mm-hmm. So then it was a Friday when they got it, but didn't they get didn't get to it till Monday and then the deadline was Tuesday. So anyway, fast forward. Um, we're down to the last day. <laughs> and I'm just like I get off work. First of all, I, I really couldn't. I did a lot to maintain my um, sanity that day, like as far as to stay in a good, peaceful mind state from getting up, exercising to, or uh, walking, listening to my body. When my body said it needs to go for a walk, I went on ahead and went on a walk and um, made sure my essential oils were going, my spa music was going, um, deep breathing, grounding, all of that praying and um because it was just cra- it was just crazy the back and forthness and then I get off work and um I clock out and I just like lay down on the bed like yeah you know thinking and deep thought so and my phone and then my phone said 333 and it was 3:33 p.m. And I'm just like, oh. So then I look up, um, I was like, let me hear something about this number again, you know. And then the lady, there was a a melanated woman that was explaining it, and it was just so on point telling me, you know, everyone that's listening about what this number means. It's like, they're like, they hear you, the angels are with you, and all of this. And I was like, yes, you know. And then Six minutes later, I received my email and phone call, like, right after that. Like, everything's going to be okay. And this, the thing is, um, earlier that day, I made up in my mind, like, I know everything. It's like, you know it. I'm like, I know everything's going to be okay. Because, like, there was just no other outcome in my mind. Like, it cannot go any other way. This is the only way it could be, you know? But then that reassurance, um. You know, because, I mean, eventually, HR, they got to go home. You know, I don't know. I think they close at, like, stop answering phones or close at, like, 4.30. I mean, I got a phone call, voicemail um, about it, everything. So everything went through 
Um, but I just say that to say, like, everything works together. So, like, I, if I was seeking for an answer, and if I wasn't even seeking for an answer but some guidance, I was receiving it. But this time, like, there's always signs and signals, mm-hmm. and we don't always pay attention to the signs. So, I was, you know, I've become more aware, and I paid attention that time. So, like, when I was, like, thinking and thought, and then I just happened and wasn't looking for anything, just look at my phone, and I saw 333. And it's just like, yes. A reminder, you know, some things aren't so extra spooky. It doesn't have to all be all extra deep. Like I had to see a a big ball of glitter enter my room or something or hear something from the heavens say something, you know, and then just know that you're always okay. I mean, I literally, sometimes like you have to, if what you have to do is battle that mindset to keep yourself in a um um, positive and healthy mental space, like, that's what I had to do because it was, you know, the, the weight process for me stressed me out because it wasn't supposed to take that long. It literally usually takes 24 to 48 hours to for them to upload stuff, and it took me a week, <laughs> you know. So it was just, I was just like, Ugh, you know. But anyway, um, so I got to get better with procrastination, um, which I felt like I wasn't. I felt like I was ahead of it, but I still ended up being, like, right at the end of it. And then, like, it's, it was funny because I got the email. I got the um, – my my manager, like, ended up writing me, like, through our little messenger, like, ASAP. Like, it was approved. It was, like, all these notifications at once. Yeah, it was great. First notification. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I don't know. That was a blessing to me, and it was an experience. So, um, yeah. So I'm learning more about these angel numbers, but I'm not like heavy into it as far as like, you know, we can just all become obsessed with like one one thing or one mm-hmm. way. But I'm just basically more sensitive. I'm a spiritual person anyway, sensitive, should I say, um, spiritual person. So as I grow, it's just like, I mean, who would have thought? Like, why did I think? Let me pay attention to this. Uh, this is this was, It was just speaking to me that day, and I was doing something, and I just screenshot it. And I didn't even talk about it for a while because that, you know, if I'm ignorant to it, who's going to just talk about it and get all deep about it? It's just I kept it seeing it. If you're closed off to it, to the idea. Right. Because it's not everything don't happen all the time in one way, right? But what I'm saying is, I didn't think to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I just, I just captured it, I screenshot it, yeah, and I kept it for myself because I'm like, oh, one day I'm gonna look into this because I know this means something. But it's funny because instinctively I'm like, I know this means something. Yeah. Let me let me go back to it. So then when I saw it again and again, I was just like, okay. And then you spearheaded it for me. Yeah, I was like, this is what's this up. Mm-hmm. And then not just me. I ha- We have another friend that's happening, too, with, with Ford. So it's just, it was, yeah, hers was fascinating as well. <laughs> it's like you're never looking for it. It just happens. So hers happened a.m. and p.m., <laughs> you know, and the day before it was just crazy. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. That was, that was blessed. And, um. Just yeah. So information. Mhm. 
And basically, like I was telling everybody else um, out there, if you guys want to hold off <laughs> on getting that, it's it's safer for you to hold off on that COVID vaccine. But if you want <laughs> to get it, you know, that's at your own discretion. But um, it's, there, it's just too new because, like, we discussed the side effects of, um, like, written documentation of the side effects. And there's more information out there, but the written one that we discussed last week was Bell's palsy's different stages after um, getting it. Allergic reaction. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so just wait. And then if your employer is going to push it, because there's a lot of people afraid, and it's sad because I've seen um, some of the people I'm connected with, they're like, I think my employer is going to make me take this, you guys, and people are afraid. It's like, it's, who would have thought, like, the medical field is just not the field you want to be in, you know? It was just, like, crazy when this pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Like, those jobs that were secure, like, oh, nursing is a guaranteed job. Being a doctor is guaranteed. They laid doctors off first, mm-hmm. you know? And then it was just like, you know, so now it's like, what are you going to do if you don't want to do this? What are you going to do? So you have to have a Plan A, Plan B, Plan C. Figure this thing out and don't wait till your back is against the wall and you feel like they're holding a gun to your head. Um, get started. Don't be like me and wait mm-hmm. to the last week or anything. Yeah, and you just gotta know with COVID, um, it's it's possible the wait time, the handling time, processing time might be a little mm-hmm. a little longer. It may or may not be, but yeah. just the plan ahead and then but do your due diligence like for me I was like oh they say 24 72 hours before I see something no the label they were like we have one person dedicated this to this um department or this section of of what you're doing or what you sent in and she literally does this all day and all she does answer these emails hundreds and I'm like really like okay so I had to do my part and just bug the crap out of them Mm -hmm. so by the time the last I mean, I won't. I wasn't bugging them like crazy, but I should have followed up like the next day after I sent it in, you know. But I didn't. I was like, oh, let me give them the three days, and then I was like, okay, what's happening? I didn't hit them up to what that Friday, and then it was just then you had all weekend to worry about it, right? And then Monday's like, uh, hello, you know. But they put they did put it as high importance, so I did notice that when we were emailing when they emailed me back, like, mm-hmm. oh, we need an explanation. I'm like. You know, but it's just, um, yeah. Anyway, you guys get your um, vaccination exemption um, templates. Um, They're very effective. It's legit, and you want to have that in place when they try to, like, mandate you. Mm Because even my job employer, they were saying, it's not mandatory now, but just like they said, just like the flu vaccine, more than likely they may push it heavy, heavily. Well, they, they're they going to, um, yeah. and even for your children, um, mm-hmm. if they're not homeschooled, uh, get that in place for next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because it's just too new. Mm-hmm. We already talked about that as well, how long it takes for you to make, for them to make an a successful vaccination, it just takes like, um, or vaccine, I should say, takes like 
over five years mm-hmm. and then over 33 years for it to be perfected. Yeah. So, I mean, why would you take something that was created just this year? Not even a whole year at that. Mm-hmm. That is like nine months or less, actually. So it's just let's be safe. Um, help just in the stuff that's in the vaccinations. If you look that up. Um, you may not just trust that they say, oh, this is healthy for you, or this is a vaccination. You may want to, because, I don't know, people hear vaccination and they trust it, but do your own research. Like, do you really want that? If you look at the ingredients on your food uh, labels, drink labels, I mean, you should definitely look at the labels of your medicine, your vaccinations, and see if that's actually what you want to put in your body. Um yeah, and always read the side effects of things as well. So, um, but yeah, like I said, um, definitely get that. Those of you that still need remedy for third-party debt collectors, um, I just I was talking about that the past couple of weeks on how my Navient account was closed and no longer on my credit report, and my credit score shot up about a hundred points. Um, so went as well from jtmuse.com, and um, yeah, so let's just keep making things happen for yeah, ourselves. People knocking things off. Mm-hmm. Our checklist that we have and keep on moving forward. Um, and in planning for next year, um, we have gave um, pointers and ideas about how to um, – plan and affirmations and um, all that uh, vision boards and um, just preparing for your plans and what's to come. And it's not by chance. It's not, it has its own purpose. And right now, if you can discern time, mm-hmm. um, the universe is aligning mm-hmm. for you. And it's resetting so that you can advance in your life and you can make things happen. Um, so I was, I came across, well, not really came across. I, I had this book for a while now, for some years, and I pick it up and I read it and um, I get different things out of it. And um, it's like really a book that you have to um, study. So um, it's called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And it's, it's a popular book, um, but when you read it, you can't just read it chapter after chapter after chapter. You have to take one chapter, dissect that, and move forward to the next one. I usually just do it di- day by day and just oh, take it. Yeah, you take it, process it, and uh, apply it, and then move forward and just add, keep on adding. So in here called desire and pretty much it's just planning uh, ways to become rich and there's six different steps there's six practical steps just easy steps that you can do um, in order to become successful and prosper so with this being uh, the end of this year you can start and carry this into next year and the first step that he has is to have in your mind an exact number of money that you desire to have. So a good practice you could use is 
take a blank check and just write down that number of what you want to make in the next year for 2021, what that amount is, and then be definite down to the the cent Mm -hmm. of what the amount of money you desire for the year. And then next, just like Reverend Ike says, you can't get something for nothing. You're going to have to work to get it. You're going to have to give something to get money in return. I like what he said about um, not even with God, not with money, not with God. You have to do something. You can't just not do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's why, and, you know, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like, I had a friend that just felt like that she lived by, like, oh, God's going to provide, and she is so broke. Like, seriously, it makes no sense. Like, I've never, I've seen people at their low point, and they get out of it. But this person's at her low point always. And Mm -hmm. she really believes, like, well, God is always going to make it happen. I'm just like, oh. Like, when I realized, because I was trying to help her at one point, Mm -hmm. it don't don't take me long. It was like two, basically two sessions what it felt like. I mean, I was, like, coming up with ideas. I'm like, oh, there's, look, Walgreens is right here by your apartment. And she's like, oh, I don't want to work there. And I was like, okay. You don't want to work, yeah. you know, and I had to let her go. But I'm like, oh, you want to stay like this, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's just like you cannot just do nothing and expect for everything to work out. You think you're just, she thinks, I don't know, you're just going to wake up rich one day? You think, oh, it's going to happen for me because God's going to make it happen? How? How? Mm-hmm. You can't water anything. You have no fruit. You have no, what, seeds? Like, what are you putting out there? You have mm-hmm. to do something at the be intentional about something like she has nothing she has mm-hmm. nothing not a car I mean thankfully she has an apartment but she has the same apartment from before and you know I'm talking like apartments you're supposed to graduate from by now mm-hmm. I've known her too long I know of her too I don't know her as well anymore like I said I had to disconnect myself but yeah so that just reminded me of that yeah, but it's just not poof magically happen yeah we have to work toward work something. towards it work for it give something to get something for it yes and i i look at it in this way as what what as well um even with like businesses like the most successful business they businesses they pride themselves on serving mm-hmm. and the customer it's about the customer you know and they're successful for that you know, because you, mm-hmm. you have to fulfill a need. You have to mm-hmm. provide a remedy. You have to be effective and right. have results. And with doing that for the universe, doing that for people, you know, doing that for God, you'll, you'll get that back. You'll get it back. It's just the laws, the laws of mm-hmm. existence. It's just, that's just how it is. So, um and then the next step is to establish a definite date. Um, mm. You intend to possess the money that you desire. So you can um, put a date on that check that you wrote to yourself. And even if you do do it by quarters, sometimes I do this in quarters because um, I do have uh, other side projects that I do and businesses that I do. And I do quarters you know, quarter options or uh, quarterly things that I have to work towards, like I have to work towards. Mm -hmm. So um, I know I need to get this many uh, units of something and output this 
or um, to make this a certain amount of money. So um, be definite on the date. If you do your check and you could do multiple checks, you know, mm-hmm. or you could just do one check by the end of the year next year, yeah. you have made it, this. I like that idea to do it quarterly mm-hmm. or, I mean, because be realistic. You can put some, for, for procrastinators out there, mm-hmm. like, come on now. We If we make a, a check for, like, December 31st, 2021, mm-hmm. you're not going to start working on it until November. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or December. So be realistic. Yeah, and, the, and like, even in working in sales, like, it gets down to that last week, you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, I can make, I can make the the go or whatever my quota I have to do uh like two sales every day and then that just puts a lot of pressure and sometimes you know we do need pressure mm-hmm. to make things happen but to right. take that off okay this month I need to average this many a week so you have something to to look mm-hmm. to achieve yeah well. so um and then once you, you you get those little victories you know yeah I mean Mm-hmm. And that just builds up your confidence and builds up your momentum. It does, yep. Um, okay, so the next step is create a definite plan for carrying out your desire. And begin once you do that. Um, so take action in your plan. So write down your plan. Be specific about what it is that you are doing, the services that you're providing. Um, how you're going to get there, and mm-hmm. then the steps to do that, and do that immediately. You don't have to wait to January 1st to get started. Exactly, yes. And think about it. Like, for me, I've had a push to do what I've been wanting to do for way too long, and it's like get back on it. So even though I started the beginning of this month, I still don't have it done so so what I'm saying is you have to start you cannot wait till January 1st you cannot wait for your new year's resolutions because what I didn't know I mean I'm not oblivious to what's going on but I did not know it was going to be difficult to get some of my products from wholesalers or certain companies and um it's just like oh you know and there's a lot that goes with it and thinking and researching and studying. You have to have time. So you have no time to waste or wait. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for a specific date. Just start now, you know? And then, I mean, if you got to do weekly um, goals, so like, you know, before you know it, you'll have tasks done. Mm-hmm. So just, yeah, definitely don't wait till the new year. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why. Cause it's, the calendar new year but I mm-hmm. mean we already know new year already passed, yeah really. but um it's just I don't know we we feel like oh it's fresh it's new but really if you haven't changed your habits you're going to go back to your old habits so it takes what over wait 63 days with four line leave yeah it used to be 21 but that's yeah. not it's not not anymore Cor- Dr. Coraline Lee who is um, what is she? A neurologist? Mm-hmm. She's a neurologist. And she knows a lot about the brain and the spiritual subconscious, all of that. And she said it takes 63 days for 
to create a new habit. Like you have to do this thing for a while. So you're not just going to wake up with a millionaire mindset and just be like, oh, yeah, I got this because I woke up early today. Oh, I woke up early for a week. Like to create a habit, if it's 63 days, like can you imagine doing the same thing for 63 days and making a habit? That's why you're so good at freaking um, working out because you do it every single day. That's your habit. Mm-hmm. You can't even stop. I mean, you know, you you stop yeah, like might, a day. Yeah, it'd be like a day. I might skip a day, but then it's like, oh, I got it. Mm-hmm. And like I, feel bad. Me, I was running, I was running for a while. But I don't think it was consecutive for sixty three days. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh yeah, that was a month. That was great. You know what I mean? Or yeah, so it's just like, but it's thing because then I would feel bad, like I would get back on it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, <laughs> it's like intermittent. But we need it to be streamlined, like flowing. You know, so you can get on to the next step of evolving and becoming better. Yeah, because I mean, we get bad on, we get hard on, we hard, we're hard on ourselves mm-hmm. um, when we we miss a day or um, for yeah. a while we are not on it. But you, you just gotta yeah. press on, just press move on. forward, and then eventually it just yourself. it just becomes who you are you don't even think about doing it that's why it's a habit it's just something that you do yeah like my body knows like okay this is what I need it doesn't feel right not mm-hmm. to. yeah exactly and that's awesome because you're taking care of your one and only temple mm-hmm. okay so the next is write out a clear concise statement of the amount of money you intend to acquire, name the time limit, state what you intend to give in return for the money, and describe clearly the plan through which you intend to accumulate it. So this is um, pretty much making a statement for yourself. What is your business statement for yourself? Mm -hmm. Um, And then putting it all together of what we just discussed. The amount, the time limit, what you intend to give in return, and the plan to get it. And then once you do that, read your statement aloud twice daily, once in once at night and once in the morning. And as you read, see and feel and believe yourself already in possession of the money. Mm-hmm. Sounds that sounds like a lot about of what we have been saying, like Kings was saying, um, the law of attraction, mm-hmm. um, meditation, um, write the vision, make it plain, you know, speak it into existence. That sounds a lot of what we've already known. So why don't we all put it in practice and become masters at it? Mm-hmm. You know, and watch what happens. <laughs> yep. I mean, what can happen? Nothing but growth. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Great things, achievements. That's all that can happen. I mean, you know, I mean, learning experiences, but I'm saying you're going to get somewhere because you're applying yourself. So you never know. You may open a door. It may not go quite as what you, you know, what you planned, but, hey, it may open a door to another opportunity. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, let's be gentle with ourselves, but let's be disciplined because we're supposed to be disciplined people. Um, We're supposed to have power. We're supposed to have greatness. We're supposed to be great. We're supposed to have abundance. 
So believe that about yourself. Don't look at mediocre. Don't look at yourself as mediocre and just, I don't know, don't have a dark cloud. Some people are, their um, aura is uh, besides like timid and lack of confidence. Like know who you are. Like know this and know Mm -hmm. that you're great. And I mean, great things will be drawn to you. I mean, creativity is like plague of like bombarding me, you know, and it's like I got to do something with this. It's, it's my time. And that's another thing about the number 333 is um, it was talking about creativity mm. um, and things like that. So, yeah. And, yeah, so we just got to forgive yourself and keep going. Forgive others and keep going. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody hold you back. Don't let anybody be your reason for you why you're not where you're supposed to be. Just look. Don't set up for crumbs. Bake a whole new pie. Period. You know. And let's get this money. And you know, I love what uh, it was basically a mantra that Reverend Ike was saying that money making money, money making money, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. The way he was saying it is like I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to that again, <laughs> yeah, and let that play in my head, and that's gonna be like I'm that that was like a rhythm. So look, that's gonna be in my head, and I'm gonna just be you know jamming to that myself. Money making money, money, money making money. <laughs> yes, that's how it went. Yeah. So anyway, anybody have anything to say? Um, any comments? Mm-hmm. You can put your hand up by hitting the number one. Um, I don't know, you guys. We lost connection to the chat, so I apologize if you t- wrote anything this tonight. Um, and if not, it's all good. I mean, we we typed in peace, love, happiness, abundance, kings and queens, but I don't see anything after that, um, and I cannot. It won't connect, so my apologies for that, but um, I don't see any hands up. Thank you for those that – oh, I do see a hand up. Hold on. One second. Four eight four six nine five. Good evening, ladies. Good Peace evening. Peace to you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Hope you guys are having a wonderful Thursday. <laughs> oh yeah. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Thank you. I got on the call pretty oh, late tonight, and uh, one of the things I've heard that sounds like you may have come across a challenge with the vaccination as far as uh, I think you mentioned submitting additional or more supporting documentation. Is that something uh, you could elaborate on now or another time in the future? No, I can elaborate now. Um, So what the guy tried to say was that I need like an explanation. Well, let me see exactly what he said. If I could think he wanted me to elaborate on my spiritual beliefs, basically. And really it was against, it was like basically unconstitutional. So just shut him down with that. Like, um, okay, my religious belief is that I'm not taking, yeah, (laughs) you know, it's my religious belief, you know, and that was it. (laughs) Don't need to expound on it. Yeah, and I think he was just trying to do extra work before he sent it above. And I don't think he needed it at all. At the end of the day, they were just saying it went in for to get approved, awaiting approval. 
So it was really nothing. It wasn't like I had a drawn out long conversation or a page letter or anything like that. So really, um, I think it was just like a middleman thing, thinking, not knowing what he was really doing. And I never got to talk to him on the phone, so it was another, which was another issue because, yeah, work. But yeah, so that was it. That's good. I'm happy things went pretty smooth for you. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So, well, thank you for calling and tuning in. Of course. Thank you for having the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You. Have a good night. <laughs> you too. Peace to both of you. Good night. Peace. Peace. Okay. Um, well, we're going to play the rest of the Reverend Night. I wish we could play where we left off, but some people missed it anyway. So we're going to play the um, rest of our Reverend Night, um basically sermon because he was. Really, I don't know. I like this one. This resonated with me. I was really listening to it. I know. I know we play things in the beginning. Some people miss it. You know, it's like previews before a movie, and I get it. But I think. People really need to listen yeah. sometimes, um, and sometimes most of the time it's intentional. And um, tonight it was we liked it, so yeah. But anyway, peace, you guys. Have a good night. We will. Oh wait, next week mm-hmm. is a holiday. Yeah, we'll probably do a replay. Um, mm-hmm. As we know, a lot of people celebrate things, and you know we're just going to celebrate the holidays and take or the be time. With family. Yeah, we're just going. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and take the time and be off and play a replay. And then even the next week is just back-to-back holidays. But we'll be back. And look out for us. Even on social media, we're trying to work that out, grow that. And, um, you know, Instagram. And we're still working on some things. So our YouTube, we're working on that. All right. And don't forget to tune in um, once we come back. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, every Every week um, on Sunday, we have Best Show Independent Thinkers at 7 p.m., mm-hmm. and we have Bun Bay at 7 p.m. on Monday, and then we have Akeem with Truth Tuesdays at 7 p.m. on Monday, and then Solomon's Temple at 10 a.m. on Wednesday, and us every Thursday at 7. So, yeah, peace, everybody. Have a good night. You know, if you if you look like you've got something, people will give you something. Have it happen to me all the time. People just give me things. The reason I kept buying Rolls Royces because after I got the first one, I saw people how, how people reacted to Rolls Royces. It is unbelievable. You can park in places where they don't want you to park. They'll just motion you to come right up and park right in front. (laughs) They won't ask a lot of questions. Let's continue. Repeat after me. I must become that which I say I am. 
Therefore, I boldly declare. And feel it. I am rich in health, happiness, love, success, prosperity, and money. Reverend Ike's ninth commandment of money. Thou shalt see to it that thy money makes money. No matter how much or how little you have, thou shalt have money making money. Money loves to increase and make thee rich. Money shalt work for thee. There's something very important that I want to say about money. Write this down on paper and in your hearts. Every person should reach the point where he works not because he has to, but because he wants to. Everyone should reach the point where he no longer works for money, but rather money works for him. You are not here to work for money. Money is here to work for you. However, you have to work until you reverse the order. And you get the first money in the first place from ideas. It has been truly said, ideas make millionaires. Say that. I believe when a child is born, the second certificate that should be issued after his birth certificate is some kind of, a, some kind of an interest-bearing certificate. Do that for your relatives and your friends. I make that a habit. If a friend or a relative has a new baby, I get some kind of an interest-bearing certificate for that child. I believe that subconsciously a child knows that he has something. I have been to certain places where I've taken people with me, young people in particular, and I've said to them, I want you to look around here now, and you can tell every rich kid. A rich kid has a certain air about it. I know that because I notice it on my kids. Like one of mine came into my study the other day and said, Dad, what are you doing this afternoon? I said, oh, I don't know. He said, well, come and go down to the shop with me to pick up my new Jaguar. I said, uh, you have the money to buy? He said, ah, oh, while you were here, I thought you'd just go down with me and pick it up. <laughs> the attitude of a rich kid. 
everybody should study financial journals. I tell my people in New York, get the Wall Street Journal. Look through it. Read through it, even if you don't understand it. Subscribe to one of those money mag magazines like Fortune, Business Week. Do it if you don't understand what it's like or what it's about. It will magnetize your mind in some way. I'm going to have to move on from this quickly, but I had a beautiful experience the other day talking to money management firms in New York City. Here we are in the financial district of New York talking to money managers who manage hundreds of millions of dollars. You can relate to money on a higher level than just grubbing your way from one paycheck to another. Ladies and gentlemen, get to the point in your investments, in your business where you have money working for you. Be sure you've got some interest-bearing certificates or deposits of some kind and be conscious of what interest your money is making. One last thing on this commandment. I tell my people, never pass a bank without reading the percentage of interest that the bank is giving. Be a comparative shopper about where you keep your money in the bank. If one raises a point higher than the other, patronize that bank. Of course, you have to analyze whether you'll be penalized for that or not more than what it's worth. It's a, a mathematical decision. And now, repeat this after me. I see and feel myself having money making money. 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 Money money making money. Money making money. Money money making money. Money making money, money, money making money. Get that to working in your mind. I see myself having money drawing interest. I see money working for me. Instead of me having to work for money. And now we move on to Reverend Ike's Tenth Commandment of Money. Thou shalt not seek something for nothing. However, thou shalt make the most of thy money. This is so important. One of the things that will keep you poor is looking for something for nothing. In other words, one of the easiest kind of persons to cheat is a person who is looking for something for nothing. Because if you're looking for something for nothing, you'll need a lot of people looking for the same thing and some will be smarter than you. I tell my people, if you walk down the street and XYZ Furniture Store offers you a free TV with every bedroom suit that you buy, don't even pass in front of XYZ Furniture Store. Cross the street. Anytime somebody offers you something for nothing, baby, it's going to cost you. Remember that. There are no free lunches. Anything free that's offered to you, it's going to cost you more than it costs. So watch out for the something for nothing attitude. But yes, 
get good value for your money. There's something I can't understand. I can't understand, for example, why everybody knocked themselves out buying everything for Christmas and the next day after Christmas everything is on sale half price. Now, that's up to you if you want to do that. that that's, that's up to you. I just like good value for my money. I can get the same thing and I can work some kind of deal, wait until it's on sale, or find out who sells it wholesale. I keep in contact with my good Jewish friends. They can always get it for me wholesale. Now, Reverend Ike's 10th commandment of money, repeat it after me. Thou shalt not seek something for nothing. However, thou shalt make the most of thy money. Now here's what we're going to say and repeat it after me. There is no such thing as something for nothing. I avoid all offers that promise something for nothing. Therefore, I don't get caught in losing deals. I realize I cannot get something for nothing from God or man. I serve God by right thinking. Right doing, right doing and right giving. And, right and, I am rewarded and I am rewarded according as my work shall be. I serve mankind in my work. Whatever it is, life pays me according to my thinking. I'm going to have some questions and answers for you and give you some money treatments. There's something I want to tell you. There is one word about your money that I want you never to use again because it kicks your money from you. And I'm going to give you instead a word of affirmation that will multiply all of the money that you use back to you. It's going to start coming back to you even the money that you pay for the money multiplier. Let me hear you say the money multiplier. I'm going to give you the money multiplier. We'll have a few questions and answers and the money treatment. All right, are you ready? For the goodness of money. I'm going to start right off by giving you the money multiplier. Let me hear everybody say, the money multiplier. The money multiplier. All right. The money multiplier. Say it again. The money multiplier. Now, before I give you the words to the money multiplier, I'm going to have another word that I want you to exercise from your speech concerning money. It is the word spend. From this moment, 
clean out of your mouth the word spend, the term spend money. From this moment on, you will not use that. Instead, you will say, use money. And circulate money. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever you spend, it is what? Gone. Whenever you catch yourself using the word spend with reference to money, catch yourself and correct it. Go back and say use or circulate. Now, if you do not catch yourself when you sin, the law will catch you. The law of mind. Now, I know there are a lot of you here that you're good practicing uh, mind science people, science of mind people and whatever, positive-minded people. And how many of us, including myself, you catch yourself thinking of saying something negative and you correct yourself? How many of you are in the habit of doing that? It is wonderful when you can catch yourself because I want to be redundant about this and repeat it. If you do not catch yourself in your negatives and correct your negatives, the law will catch you, meaning the law of mind. It's just like when you're driving on the freeway or the highway. And if you catch yourself speeding before the cop does, that's right, you don't get a ticket, you don't get a fine. Is that right? right. But if you don't catch yourself speeding and correct yourself, what happens? The law catches you. And you are what? Punished. So it is in our mental work. Remember this. Not only in dealing with the idea of money or material things. And congratulate yourself. Give yourself an A when you catch yourself in some negative and correct it. Because it means you have avoided the penalty of the law. And when you use the word spend concerning money, the penalty of the law will be that that money is what? Gone! The word spend sends money away from you not to return. Now, that'll shake you up and get you to getting cleaning up your act. But instead, use money... And I better like the idea circulate because whatever is circulated does what? Comes back. Now here is the long affirmation that I'm going to give you. It's too long to get on the green board. But when I give you this affirmation, I want you to write it out. Put it in your checkbook. Every time you write a check, read it. For starters and for practice, put it up on the mirror that you look in the most. Most of all, put it in your mind and use it. Think it every time you use money. Here it is. Repeat it after me verbally as well as write it. And, of course, I'll be good and repetitious about it so that you won't miss it. I see God. I see God. Multiplying back. To me. Multiplying back to me. 
all of the money that I use, all of the money that I use, give, give, or circulate in any way, or circulate in any way, in a never-ending cycle, in a never-ending cycle of increase and enjoyment, of increase and enjoyment. Gee, I'd love to take an offering right now. That's, this is the time to do it. Gee, because I usually have the people hold their offering that they're giving in their hands, and I have them circulate. It indicates that your good is going from you, but doing what? Coming back. It is going from you and doing what? All right. Anyway, symbolically, think, of, think that you're in. Now hold your offering in your hand. Look at it. And circulate it over away from you and under back to you come on now repeat this with me again i see god i see god multiplying back to me multiplying back to me all of the money that i use give or circulate or circulate in any way in any way in a never-ending cycle in a never-ending cycle of increase and enjoyment of increase and enjoyment in a never-ending cycle in a never-ending cycle of increase and enjoyment of increase and enjoyment in a never-ending cycle in a never-ending cycle of increase and enjoyment of increase and enjoyment I dare you to practice that. All right, you want me to repeat that again? All right, and I'll, I'll uh, try to remember to even put the punctuation in for you. I see God, comma. I see God. I see God, comma. Multiplying back to me, comma. Multiplying back to me. All of the money that I use, comma. All of the money that I use. All of the money that I give, comma. All the money that I give, comma. Or circulate in any way. Or circulate in any way, comma. Comma. In a never-ending cycle. In a never-ending cycle. Of increase and enjoyment. Of increase and enjoyment. And I like to get that last phrase going. In a never-ending cycle of increase and enjoyment. In a never-ending cycle of increase and enjoyment. In a never-ending cycle of increase and enjoyment. And make no mistake about it, this is not just being idly polyannerish. This works. Because you get this feeling going in your subconscious mind. And you are to see that money that you're using, that you're giving that you're circulating, actually see and feel that circulation. And to know that the circulation of good, the circulation of money, is what? A never-ending cycle of increase and enjoyment. 
Know that this is the truth about the good that you do. All of your goodness, all of your kindness, all of your givingness in every form is multiplied back to you. How? In a never-ending cycle of increase and enjoyment. Come on, get your hands circulating here. Come on. What do you think this is? You know, I make the audacious claim you can't lose with the stuff I use. But you've got to use this stuff. So, let's get it going. In a never-ending cycle of increase and enjoyment. Now, let's, let's put this out for all of the good that we do. Think of your kindness. Think of the favors that you do lovingly. Think of the ways that you give of yourself, the many ways that you give of yourself. And know that all of the good that I do comes back to me multiplied. I like that. Multiplied. How? In a never-ending cycle of increase and enjoyment. In a never-ending cycle of increase and enjoyment. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to be redundant about this. Never again in all eternity spend your money. Use it. Circulate it. One other word. Enjoy it. But never, never spend it. Because if I circulate my money, it returns to me multiplied. What's that word? Multiplied. Let's say multiplied seven times. Come on. Multiplied. 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 How? In a never-ending cycle of increase and enjoyment. Now, I want to stress the word enjoy. Instead of putting a pronoun here, I want you to put the noun, money. Enjoy money. Say that. Enjoy money. Money loves to be enjoyed. Oh, that money is something wonderful. Money loves to be enjoyed. Now, the enjoyment of money also increases it. The enjoyment of all of your good increases your good. This is why I told the people, and I often tell people, enjoy your best. Don't keep your fine linens and silver and other nice things until the preacher comes to dinner. <laughs> Be your own guest of honor and enjoy the best that you have. Many times the reason people don't receive any more good to enjoy is because they think that even the good they have is too good for them. I'm going to ask you a very probing question. Do you own anything that you think is too good for you? No. no. Be careful about that. No. What have you got packed away that's too good for you to use? Nothing. I want some confessions right now. There are definitely some sinners here. 
How many of you here, you own some nice thing or something nice, and you just hold it back? Stand up, all of you. And all of you who will stand up. See, I've come to help you. Don't sit down yet. Don't sit down yet. If you're in that category, stand up. You, you, we all love you here. We support you. We're not trying to embarrass you. We're trying to help you. Don't sit down. The rest of you sinners, stand up and be saved. Confess your sins. Don't sit down. Now listen to me. Look here and listen to me because uh, this may seem comical, it may seem strange to some of you, but listen to what I say. Be careful about feeling that good things are too good for you. I know a lady who kept all of her beautiful things nicely wrapped in a trunk. Maybe twice a year she would go into that trunk. I was a child then and I would watch her. And oh, she would take out the beautiful things that her old boyfriends had given her long before she was married. And the gifts and the perfumes and the colognes, and the silverware and the dresser set but she never used them. I saw her a few times when special company came that she'd use some of the silverware. But for herself and for herself only, she never used those things. When she passed away, relatives came to that house and went through that house like Jesse James. <laughs> And in about five minutes, I mean, came back from the cemetery. This isn't a parable. I'm not lying. And went through that house like Jesse James and took all of that stuff in five minutes that she had thought was too good and too precious for her to use for her approximate 70 years on this earth. No, don't abuse your good things, you that are standing. Don't abuse them. But from this moment on, I want you to learn how to be good to yourself. Know that you deserve all of the good things that you do have. You deserve all of the goodness of God. Use your good things. Enjoy your good things. Be your own guest of honor. Sometimes I dress up just for myself, even when I'm not going anywhere. And don't sit down yet. I'm cleansing you of your sin. <laughs> yes, I do have the power to cleanse you, to forgive sin. Jesus said to his disciples, what? Whosoever sins you remit, they shall be remitted. Whosoever sins you retain, they shall be retained. So I'm helping you get rid of this sin because this sin will keep good away from you and will keep you from enjoying the good that you do have. So... Don't 
think that anything is too good for you. Use your things. Enjoy your things. Put on your good cologne and smell good to yourself. You are the first person that you need to impress with yourself. If you impress yourself correctly, you will impress others correctly. Now, you who are standing, and all of us here can say this for this matter, there is nothing too good for me. I want you to jab yourself with your finger so you will know you're talking to you. There is nothing too good for me. And while I've got you standing, I'm going to have the rest of the people join you. Everybody stand because there's something I want to do to help all of you. God bless you. Now, I know you're going home and you're going to get out all those beautiful things and enjoy them. You see, you've got to be careful because, again, you know, you may be serving those things. Those things could be idol gods. Uh-oh. And these things are to serve you. You are not to serve these good things. Now, there's another part of this deserving thing that I want to exercise from your mind. Organized religion for too long has put it in the minds of people that they don't even deserve God's mercy. There is a hymn that goes, Lord, I am not worthy thy blessings to receive. And there was one man in the Bible that even prayed, Lord, I'm not worthy of the least of your mercies. That is low. What a bummer. <laughs> Say that with me. What a bummer. <laughs> and you see, you have to get these bummers out of your mind. You have to stop thinking these bummers and speaking these bummers. And some people pray these bummer prayers. I used to hear people praying. Uh-oh, and I'm going to ask for some more confessions now because some of you used to do the same thing. Lord, just do this for me. If you will just do this for me, Lord, I won't ask you for anything else. How many of you ever prayed prayers like that? Come on, confess. Come on, Terry, confess. Never do that. Oh, Lord, I don't want to ask you for too much. Those kind of prayers are bummers. Let me hear you say bummers. Bummers! <laughs> Stop praying those bummers. If you have the least suspicion or thought or feeling in your mind that you don't deserve God's goodness, that you don't deserve money, it will form a rejection complex in your mind to keep good away from you. And even if you have it, you won't be able to enjoy it. You'll lock it up in the trunk. And your no good, re I mean, your relatives will get it when you <laughs> when you go on. <laughs> Clear your mind once and for all, and know that you are worthy of all of God's goodness. Why? Because I am God's child. I'm a child of the king. You are. I've got news for you. You are royal aristocrats. 
You are divine royalty. So shout with me, I am divine royalty. I am divine royalty. I deserve all of the goodness of God. I deserve all of the goodness of God. And one more thing on that subject. Never apologize to God for asking for something. Some people pray these apologetic prayers. Now, Lord, if it be your will, <laughs> don't let me starve. <laughs> now, Lord, if it be your will, I, I'm not asking you for too much. I, I don't want to ask you for too much, Lord. Just give me enough to barely get along. That's a bummer. Yes. Stop praying those bummer prayers. You're always dealing with the infinite. And I'm going to tell you something. You know, it's, it's difficult. If there's anything difficult for the infinite, it's difficult for the infinite to deal with those small-minded requests. Because God is not a pincher. God is not a pincher that just pinches off a little tidbit and says... This is what some people's bummer prayers do. They're just asking God, God, just pinch off a little bit of the cheese. <laughs> there used to be an old blues song. I grew up in the South, you know. There used to be an old blues song. None of you kids are old enough to remember it. But the, the old blues song was titled, Throw This Old Dog a Bone. <laughs> What a bummer. <laughs> and that seems to be the attitude of some people's praying to God. Just throw this old dog a bone. There's a, a Christian hymn which has in it these words, among others, For such a worm as I. <laughs> that is definitely a bummer. If you approach God, if you approach life feeling that you are a worm, I must warn you, what happens to a worm? A worm gets stepped on. Now you know why you've been getting stepped on. All of that depreciating self-image psychology has no business in prayer or in your thought. Get it out of your mind. So once again, we are going to howl our affirmation, and then I'm going to take some questions and answers, but I want you to clear it in your mind that you deserve money. And not only that, do you know that God wants you to have money? God wants you to have what you want. Say with me, God wants me to have what I want. God wants me to have what I want. I'm God's child. And I deserve all of the goodness of God. I deserve all of the goodness of God. I know it. I know it. I believe it. I believe it. And it is so.
You may be seated. I'm going to take about seven minutes of questions and then give you the closing treatment. This gentleman was first. Come down here quickly. Tell me what your question is. Yes, I'd like to know, what do you do to insulate yourself against other people's negativity when you're up and you got ten people around you and they're trying to suck you down? All right, there's a verse of Scripture in the Bible that says, when men are cast down, you shall say, there is lifting up. So you have to keep your thinking up. You have to keep talking up. In some cases, you have to separate yourself from negative-minded, negative-talking people, even if they are relatives. I have a saying that I say concerning that, and it's this. I will help you up if you will let me, but I'm not going to let you pull me down. <laughs> Gentlemen over here, now say that with me while we're getting ready for the next question. I will help you up if you let me, but I am not going to let you pull me down. And remember this about your relatives and your close friends and so on. You don't owe it to anybody to let them pull you down spiritually and mentally. I don't owe it to anybody to let them pull me down spiritually and mentally. Together, I don't owe it to anybody to let them pull me down spiritually and mentally. Remember that. Yes, sir. Yes, our nature being what it is, whether you be man or woman, I'd like to know if you yourself personally have ever felt a moment of doubt, something that you wanted to achieve, and uh, just a moment felt that maybe you didn't deserve it or you might not be able to attain it. Well, I am completely saved from the feeling that I don't deserve good. But I do have challenges, yes, and uh, doubts present themselves, but I handle them. And this is what we have to do. We have to handle doubts and fears as they appear. Uh, there's another beautiful verse of Scripture that says, When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against it. It means that in these kinds of services, classes and seminars, and in books and tapes of this kind, we are filling our minds with the spirit, the consciousness of the Lord, the law of God, the law of good. And as we fill our consciousness with the words of God, the words of good, when negatives present themselves, then the spirit of the Lord will bring these positives to our minds. And this happens to me all the time, even in my dreams. Even in my dreams, if something bad happens in a dream, Immediately something says to me, you know that is not the truth. So this is how I handle the, the doubts, the fears, the negatives that present themselves. All right, there's a gentleman here. I don't know why the ladies aren't asking any questions. Did you buy your son the Jaguar? No. <laughs> I told him two things. I told him, number one, you will have to struggle along in these Rolls Royces. <laughs> Number two, I told him, you're 16 now, and it is about time that you earned this Jaguar by right of your own individual consciousness. 
I have given you the teaching, and you put it to use and demonstrate your own Jaguar. In regard to that, something came up with, with your children, and you're raising children, and uh, there, are some, there are things that you can't be just buying your children all the time. And the little children especially, they want to have everything. And I, how, do you, how do you tell them that without giving them a condition of, of lack or limitation? Well, you as a parent have to decide what is good for your children while they have not yet come to the point where they can decide for themselves. And, of course, you give them what they need and see that they're well taken care of. My kid's well taken care of. You know, of all the Rolls Royces out there, why can't he struggle along in a Rolls Royce until he gets ready to demonstrate a Jaguar on his own, you know? I don't, I don't feel sorry for him. <laughs> having to drive a Rolls Royce to school. And I'm, I have taught him, and I must demand from him that he demonstrate more and more on his own as he advances in age. Thank you. All right. Lady back there. Would you call winning the Irish sweepstakes getting something for nothing? What do you put into it? Uh, yourself, your love, your everyday giving of things. But I need to hear um, how you feel about that. Well... I'm glad you asked that. I, myself, I never depend on gambling. I, I don't gamble. I never depend on games of chance. I don't do it because here you have got to be careful what you're depending on. Remember, you've got to depend on the law, the Lord. It's important that you know your source. You see, your source cannot be a gamble. It cannot be a chance. Um, the Lord is my Shepherd, I shall not want. According to your faith, so be it unto you. You have to understand that your source is spiritual, that it is certain. And don't put your dependence on anything that is uncertain. If you happen to win the Irish sweepstakes, don't forget to give your tithes and your offerings. <laughs> But again, I don't like the idea of people depending on games of chance of any kind. Gentleman here in the green shirt. What is the best way for one to get out of his own way? I've heard some preachers say for years, treat, treat, and shuffle your feet. I thought the shuffling of feet was getting out, doing something about the situation. Yes, and but let us remember also that everything begins in mind. The first place that we do anything has to be in the mind. And then the divinity of the mind, God in the mind, the wisdom, the divine intelligence within the mind will guide us as to what we should do outwardly. So both inner action and outer action should be coordinated. But we must be careful that we don't become so busy in outer action that we do not, first of all, get coordinated within. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Thank you. <laughs> Gentlemen over there, and then this lady over here. Remain standing, dear. Yeah, just briefly, I'd like to know, how long should you allow between the conception and the idea for the imaging and the time for it to come to fruition, how long should you allow yourself so your mind can realistically 
I accept it. All right. Whenever I have a request of something that I want, I go into what I call the nowness of consciousness. Say those words with me. The nowness of consciousness. Say it again. Nowness of consciousness. Now, it's important that you deal with this. Now, on the subconscious level of mind, there is only now. There is no other time but now. And what we do in our prayers and in our treatment, we work to arrive at a now feeling. When we visualize, when we affirm, if you notice, it's always in what? The present tense. Never I will be or I hope to be. But we say, for example, I am healthy, I am happy, I am rich, I am healed, I am well. And you say that until your subconscious mind accepts it in the nowness of consciousness. Now, in the time frame of reference, it can vary from person to person. I know some people, for example, who are very good at setting dates for things to happen. And sometimes that's very good or the subconscious may kick it around for a long time. You see, like uh, uh, in the old Christian teaching, we were told that, you know, all of this is going to be all right by and by. Um, they asked me why I wouldn't join the black people protesting the other day, and I told them because they were singing, I'll be all right someday, and someday isn't soon enough for me. And I don't know when someday is anyway. I heard of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but not someday. So you have to be careful. And I think that if you, if you have a frame of reference as to when you need something or want something, I think that you should definitely set that up. But I think you should more work even more in what I call the nowness of consciousness. All right, the lady back there. My question was one similar to that in that I know that I, in order to have what I want, I need to let go and not know exactly when it's going to come. And that's like with money. I want to know where it's going to come from exactly. I'm glad you brought that up because this is where a lot of people get uh, hang-ups on the question of how. When you pray, when you give your mind treatments, you always treat for what but never for how. This will help a lot of you. Don't try to tell the infinite how. Tell it what, but not how. That's very important. You're going to have to let go and let, let the how go, but tell the infinite what you want. All right? Read your teachings. I listen to you on the radio. And what I want to know is I have set a goal to make over $100,000. And I have noticed that people come to you in New York to, to pay their tithes, and I want to know, how can I come to you and pay my tithes? Because I do pay tithes, and I have been blessed, and I just want to know, how can I come to you in New York if and deliver to you personally? If you can't stop making money long enough to get to New York, <laughs> mail your tithes to Reverend Ike, General Post Office, Box 50, New York, New York. <laughs> Let's stand now for final treatment. I feel something. Just before I do this, 
Uncle. Who is it here? You honestly feel that you've still got a money hang-up you want to get unhung from. Who is it? Come down here quickly. Let's unhang you. It'll unhang a lot of other people. You, you, you just got, sort of got a hang-up here. Come here, quickly. Yeah. What seems to be the money hang-up that you've got? I still think that it's, um, you know, evil and selfish. Yeah. All right, we've got to cleanse this. You see, this is what we've been... Isn't this interesting? That's a bummer. All right, come, come here, and this will, this will help all of us. Why do you feel that way? Um, it's just the, the, where I've operated my whole life from. I don't know why. Um, it's the church I went to, you know, um, they, you know, it was selfish and evil and, you know, lustful to want money. Have you ever done anything evil with money? Do you want money for evil purposes? No. 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 Do you want to get rid of that hang-up? Yes. Mm -hmm. I feel it's gone. <laughs> feel it's gone. Good. You see, that's wonderful. Everybody say it's gone. <laughs> say it again. It's gone. All right. It's good. The, the old song says again, if I can help somebody, then my living will not be in vain. See, as you spoke it, you, you gave it up. It's gone. And it will stay gone if you will use the Ten Commandments of money that I gave you. There's some affirmations and prayers there where you affirm that money is good and I only want money for good purposes and that'll keep that away from you. All right? All right. Thank you very much. Isn't that wonderful? She got rid of that. All right? I know... I don't know what I want to do with my life, what kind of work I want to do. And I know I really want to be of service, and I really want to make money abundantly. And I, when I was about 14, I used to work for my dad, and I got cash every day. And it was like so much fun to save that money and to use it and to give it. And I want that experience again, to be able to have it every day and count it. And Isn't it nice? Yeah, I love it. And I just don't know what I want to do with my life. And... I'm coming up to, like, like I used to make a real lot of money working for him, and now it's minimum wage. I tell you what you do. You ask the God in you. <laughs> you ask the God in you, the intelligence in you. Just, just talk to it. And, and then listen. Ask it to guide you to the identification of your particular talent and what you like to do. And just listen, and it will speak to you. All right, and you'll get unspoiled. All right, very quickly here now, because I've only got about... Two more minutes, and then we're going to give the treatment. Yeah, I'd like to know how to get out of my own way. Uh, just get out. Yes. I'm afraid of money. You're afraid of money? Why are you afraid of money? Well, the one person in my life that was very wealthy went crazy. And somehow I connected the two together, that the, that the power of the money drove him crazy. Well, if you think yours will drive you crazy, uh, my address is Reverend Ike, General Post Office, Box 50, New York, New York. I, maybe they'll bring me back for another one so that I can do some of this. So that I can do some more of this individual work. I'm, I'm enjoying this so much. I, uh, I really hate to close it, but we're going to have to close it now. So for this treatment, I'm going to ask that 
everybody be seated and let's do this treatment sitting down. Thank you, too. You, look, look at her face. She's just shining. She looks like one of those charismatics that just received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, of course, that's what it really is. Your mind must become saturated with the whole spirit, the spirit of wholeness. And, you know, your mind is not really saturated with the spirit of wholeness if you have some kind of money hang-up. All right. Let's get rid of all the money hang-ups. I, I tell you how I want you to do this. I want you to get relaxed. <sighs> Take about three good long breaths and stretch your feet out if you can. Now, I want you to place your hands in an upward position on your lap. Just, just let them rest in an upward position. Somewhat slightly cupped. You see, like my cup runneth over. And just repeat this with me. Right here and right now. I open my mind to all of the goodness of life. I deserve it all. God wants me to have all of the goodness of life. It is God's pleasure to give me all of the goodness of life. All of the riches of life. Health, happiness, love. Success, prosperity, and money. I totally open my mind to the flow. With no reservations. I opened my mind to money. The being, doing, having power of the mind. The being, doing, having power of God in me. This is real money. This is the money that becomes every form of money that I need and want. And now we're going to go into a visualization for a moment, so I just want you to close your two outer eyes. Tilt your chin slightly upward. And look through the third eye, the eye of God in you. And repeat this visualization prayer treatment with me. I now enter into the theater of my mind. And I see myself. I see myself as I wish to be. I see myself as a healthy person. I see myself as a happy person. I see myself as a loving person. I see myself as a beloved person. I see myself as a successful, prosperous person. I see and feel myself as a person who has a lot of money. 
I see that I have all of the money that I need for every good cause. I see myself with stocks and bonds, certificates of deposit, a big investment portfolio. I see myself having money making money. Money making money. Money making money. It feels wonderful. It feels good. I see and feel myself enjoying the goodness of money. Thank you, God, in me for money and all of the goodness of life. Now open your eyes slowly. Come back. And in closing, I say health, happiness, love, success, and prosperity, and a whole lot of money go with you. Amen. Good night.